Oh, hello there. Welcome to Two Gobs No Job. My name is Mark Teese, and I'm here with David Finch, and we're here to discuss other jobs we may or may not try out. How are you, David Finch? I'm fantastic, yeah. I'm just considering what jobs we're going to talk about today. I'd like to make dreams come true. So I think I could be a jeweler. Okay, so jewels equal dreams. Of course, yeah. I mean, you know, people go in there wide-eyed. It's all about encapsulating love in a piece of pretty worthless metal. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> I can hear, I can hear hearts pulsating up and down the country as you describe the beauty of jewelry. I mean, it is ridiculous if you think about it, isn't it? That we place so much. I mean, jewelry jewelry goes back probably what you know centuries of of marking occasions and stuff like that. I just think um, most people are kind of in two minds when they go to a jewelry store. They either kind of want everything or they're really skeptical and they're like why is that much money you know it's got a language you don't understand hasn't it really i don't think jewelers even understand the language of, oh yeah of, they, they make it know, up yeah um you know the cut of a diamond how hard a metal is it's all the same isn't it isn't it all just the same metal just kind of different you know wildly different pricing yeah i totally understand what you mean when i went into a jeweler's to for a wedding ring and I swear I got shown the same ring 10 times. Yeah. I think you've got to have a story as well. I think you've got to be a good storyteller as a jeweler. You know, this, you know, they, they paint a picture, a good jeweler paints a picture, right? They sit you down in that terrible, terrible looking shop in a shopping center, that, um, you know, or on a dodgy, dodgy high street. And, um, you know, they paint the picture of, of the sun glinting off the metal and what's going to happen if you ask someone to marry you or just an occasion for someone's birthday. And suddenly you're not thinking about the metal anymore or the ring or the necklace. You're thinking about the story. It's very clever. Yeah. They're probably the smartest people in the world. I'll give them that. Yeah. And to be honest, they need to be because they're being trusted with millions and millions of pounds under their roof. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what now you put it like that, that's quite scary. Um, absolutely, I think it is scary. I mean, (laughs) one thing I was wondering was I'm not sure I'd feel comfortable, um, you know, being in charge of locking up at the end of a shift. I think I'd end up basically creating a kind of jacket of jewelry, taking it home with me just so I know it's safe. I think that's stealing. Um, yes, yes, it's temporary stealing until the next morning. Yeah. I mean, what what happens if that temporary stealing turned into you not going in for a couple of days, you know, sick, and then you realise that it's the weekend and suddenly you've been away four days and um, you're woken up by a police battering ram through your door? That has happened to me, actually. (laughs) Of course it has. Can't believe that. I forgot about that. But yeah, like, you're right. There is a lot of danger to the job like another example i can think of is the the pretty woman moment so that's when someone walks in and you've got to make a snap decision about whether this person can afford to be there or not and that Mm. could go that could go horribly wrong yeah okay so you you also have to quickly know people so you have to be a storyteller you have to be pretty kind of brave but you also need to know people to know if they can afford what they're looking at 
yeah exactly there's a lot okay. a lot to go um to go through in a very short amount of time yeah it's quite a highly skilled job isn't it i mean i mean you know you see those people browsing you know we've all done it we've all been browsing before we're, we're no intention of actually buying anything um i suppose that's kind of 99 percent of your time as a jeweler just watching people not buy things yeah yeah exactly and maybe you know once in a blue moon they'll actually get a bit of plastic out and pay for something but yeah you're right it's a lot of a lot of sighing a lot of you know waiting lurking <laughs> a lot of lurking <laughs> a hell of a lot of lurking um yeah it's a tough job it's a really tough job because you're right people you know they're not just gonna splash the cash straight away you've got to put a bit of time in yeah and it's that time you've got to encourage that time and uh, and realize that they're you know people are paying a lot of money for this actually interestingly do you think um do you think they get suspicious when people pay by cash you know <laughs> yeah like bags of cash yeah like like you know they've seen a ring you know it's, it's two grand and then you know they're, they're getting the credit card machine out and someone just just gets out like three wads of of, of you know of money you know, is the jeweler, is there alarm bells ringing or does it matter? Is it just like, well, it's a sale? Yeah, it's like, is it okay if I pay in Venezuelan dollars? Yeah, am I in a movie right now? Or is it, you know, am I paying, they pay in like in, a mo- in movie style? Because then no one ever pays by, you know, credit card, do they, in the movie? It's always cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So that, again, another thing you've got to think about. Am I being punked here? Yeah, I think so. Um, Punk yeah, by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I just, just called him Spielberg, by the you way. You did I'm call him Spielberg. I'm going to pretend that that was uh, a jewellery joke. Yeah, I, I think it was a jewellery joke. We're going to go with that. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I'm not a fan of this job. It's quite a lot to take in. It's probably quite a stressful job. Yeah, I think it follows you outside of the office as well. So one thing is the awkwardness of knowing when someone's been given a cheap ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Like, realising that actually, yeah, that's, that's not good. You can't, you can't cover that, can you? Like, you can't, re- you can't react to that. But they have to, I suppose. Well, if you come back to your original point about dreams, I mean, you're the dream crusher right there. <laughs> yeah, I... I... I just, I've not got a good poker face. I'd just be like, I'd be like, you're really, is that, is that, is that how much he's worth or she's worth? Really? Yeah, I know. People just look to you for approval, you know, on their, on their engagement ring or whatever. And you're just, yeah, unless you can lie to their face, but then how much do you lie? You know, like you say, wow, you know, someone's doing well for themselves. Yeah, it's. I mean, really, I suppose as a jeweler, you have to then check into whether you play the guilt trip. You know, yeah. upselling them, upselling them to a ring that's you know, a few hundred quid more, a bit more love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much do you love them? I'm sorry, sir. I think, sir or madam, I think she's worth seventeen point three percent more love than that. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Uh, love by numbers. Yeah, love. It's it's a bit like painting, except it happens in a jewelry shop. Yeah, 
the more we talk about this, the less I think it's right. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'd get bored. I just get bored making up bullshit all the time. I think the most exciting thing would be when someone robs you. And, you know, obviously that's that's not a good thing for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah, that, that, that's the highlight of your career. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe it's like I've been robbed three times and, you, you know, you get a special badge. Maybe they get you a ring. <laughs> yeah, and maybe, you know, some people, they make a startup business in order just to sell it. Maybe that's every jeweler's dream is to get robbed and get the insurance and then go live on a beach. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think, I think what I'm deciding is I would open, if I had the money, all the money in the world, then I'd open a truth jewelers where you just go, you just, it's just, everything's divided by how much you love someone. So then I think like you kind of go, you know, here's, here's the little bin at the front where you think it's probably a two week relationship um here's the kind of bit in the middle where you're thinking a few years and there's a bit at the back where you probably decided it's going to be a long long time and then you know i just wonder how successful that would be my favorite part is the bin yeah i think i'm picturing an actual bin like where people put their rubbish and there's some bangles and some (laughs) yeah bits of ring made out of tin in there and that's that's probably your most popular sales bit the, the, yeah, I mean, the jewellery bin. It's great. It's, I think it's got a nice ring to it. I mean, that that's the name of the shop, isn't it? Yeah, the jewellery bin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a way to revolutionise it. Um, again, like, somehow you've managed to make it sound kind of interesting. Yeah, but, but, but we've changed the business. So I don't think that's fair. So I think on the face of it, I'm out. Yeah, okay. Um, well, let's, let's move on um, from shoddy jewellery on to probably one of the the greatest roles in the history of geography. <laughs> oh, you're talking about a teacher, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, geography teachers. Yeah, okay. So so my first thing with geography teacher, which I'm, I'm quite okay with, is um, you don't get many geography teachers who are just geography teachers. They've usually got a second second skill. So they're usually the PE teacher as well sometimes, or they could fill in. And that makes me laugh because that makes me feel like geography is not that even people in the school don't believe geography is that much much of a serious subject. We're going to need to give them a second job because telling people where things are just isn't taxing enough. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So that's not a full time job. You can't just do that. Yeah. I mean, there's maps. So if people really wanted to know where things are and how the world works from a geographical point of view. You know, so I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one for me because I think, well, first of all, you've got to deal with children. Yeah, generally. Yeah, yeah. And, and usually, you know, if we're talking about the high school geography teacher, they're going to be little shits or big shits. And um, you've got to deal with that because it's, you know, most people see it as a piss easy subject. Yeah, that's just full of demons, that kind of environment. Um, you have to be a very special type of person to put yourself in there. Yeah, I also think it doesn't come with a lot of kudos, does it? You know, if you say you're a science teacher, there's a little bit of like, oh, you probably, on the face of it, people are thinking, yeah, you might blow some stuff up. There's probably some diagrams. Where you work is probably quite interesting. There's like a lab. Geography rooms are usually the most boring room in a school, right? You know, there's not much to it. 
there's kind of a map on the wall, maybe a globe. And then there's just someone at the front who really gave up caring about geography maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and they're just working with the equipment that they were given like 10 or 15 years ago as well. Like that globe hasn't been updated in, uh, since 1872. <laughs> yeah, so they're, all, they're going off a Victorian globe as well. Yeah, it's no wonder people don't really get to grips with geography. Like I was thinking, uh, it's just always on game shows where people go, uh, geography is not really my strong point. I mean, who, yeah. who else are they pointing the finger at than their geography teacher when they say that? Yeah, I mean, maybe every time, you know, every time that happens, a geography teacher dies like a fairy. If they get a question wrong on a quiz. It'd be quite interesting to set the school up, wouldn't it? To be like, you know, geography is really, really, has won people millions of pounds on quiz shows. Then, then the kids would probably pay attention more as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it kind of glamorizes geography a bit more. Yeah, maybe we could get like Bradley Walsh off the chase to do a tour of England's schools. I mean, he he definitely wouldn't get eaten alive. Not at all, no. Um, and I think he would, uh, you know, if he had it in him to tell people how much, you know, how much people won through geography questions. Maybe we should go back to the history of quizzes and see, you know, who wants to be a millionaire, the chase. Uh, you know, it's all kind of, it's, it's relevant to kids, isn't it? Going, actually, yeah, I could probably see myself winning a load of money. So I'm going to pay attention in geography class. Yeah, I mean, that should be like lesson number one. Listen up, kids. You know, if you ever want to be a success in life, this is the class you need to listen to. Yeah, totally. I, were, um, I wasn't given these elbow patches. I earned them. <laughs> Hey, they're all in now. Are they? Yeah, yeah, massively in, unless if you're a geography teacher. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's a very unappealing job for me. It's kind of one of the subjects that's down there that no one really, people just take, they see it as an easy one. Probably have to fill in for the PE teacher. And you kind of, you know, no one really pays attention to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... I kind of have a similar feeling i've wanted to talk about it because i just it felt like maybe there was something under the surface that uh, maybe we'd missed but i don't know i think the closest we've come to is the game show thing um i suppose the only thing is you just said it then like no one really notices you if that's what you want maybe maybe this is like a kind of a job that mi5 people get given do you know what i mean like a cover job that's interesting. You're saying that like a big sting operation is kind of headed by a geography teacher because no one would ever suspect. <laughs> That's it. No one suspects the geography teacher. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a Agatha Christie novel. It was the geography teacher. No, it wasn't. Of course, it wasn't a geography teacher. It was too busy to teaching geography. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so hang on a second. So what you're saying then is you could use it for good as a spy or you could use it for bad if you want to go and rob the jewelry bin for example mm. then you probably could because no one would suspect you yeah okay so yeah it's, it's just the perfect cover story yeah you could do whatever you wanted you're kind of like a superhero and because you've got a good knowledge of geography you can go wherever you want either robbing people or saving people so so essentially what we're saying is Geography teacher is the nearest you can be to being invisible. Yeah, which is a superpower. 
So, yeah, hang on a minute. So I could be in here. So you can basically go through life and be kind of, you know, you don't, you don't even have to leave your mark on the kids, do you? They're not going to remember the geography teacher. Never leave a mark on the kids. <laughs> That's something completely different. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. They won't remember you. You don't need to remember them. Um, I mean, all you, all you could probably do is just figure out who the rich ones are and rob their houses. <laughs> okay. So you're, a, you're like a, you're like a, a cat burglar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically. So the biggest thing, if you become a geography teacher, is do you use your your newfound invisibility for good or for evil? Yes, and that's entirely down to you. Oof. Well, that's um, yeah, I'm not going to tell you which way, by the way, but I, um, <laughs> I, I, I think I thought it was one of the worst jobs we'd had, we'd discussed, but now I'm wondering whether it's one of the most interesting. I think we made it interesting. Um, okay. Or we just stumbled across the truth. I don't know. I mean, again, geography teachers listening in, tell us. Oh yeah, we we totally should. We should get them on, get them in here and just see, you know. But to be honest, we can't because they're invisible. <laughs> um, yes, um, but you, we might not be able to see them. But can we hear them? <laughs> um, well, if you go by a lot of geography classes, I remember no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The lips are moving, but nothing's coming out. Okay. Yeah. So interesting, interesting. I think we should compare that to the the next job that we're going to talk about, which is carpet fitters. Okay. So you mean a car, a beautiful carpet for your house or flat or somewhere, and they come in and they give you this amazing carpet that you can walk around. It's as simple as that. You know, that carpet didn't get there by itself. Someone put it there. I think it sounds like quite a niche job on the surface, but the more I think about it and the intricacy of a room and its corners, I think there's a certain art to it. Oh, okay. So you're, so like, you think they, they have to kind of know a room, like scan it within seconds <laughs> and, and know exactly how much carpet is needed. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. In order to quote for the job, get that wrong and they're stuffed. Yeah, imagine turning up with like um, a tiny bit of carpet for a massive room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just an absolute buffoon. I wonder if, like, if they, they kind of put a, a patterned carpet down, which isn't really the fashion anymore, is it? Like, you go into an old pub and it's got like, the pat, you know, terrible flowery pattern on the floor from like 1970 or something. Now it's not really. That's not really in fashion, is it? It's kind of more like, you know, cream carpet or, you know, something just a flat colour. But do you think they just kind of like, you know, people go snow blind on a mountain by looking at snow all the time? Do you think they go carpet blind just by staring into the carpet all day because it's just flatness of just carpet? Well, so they just they can't even see it. Yeah, they just they just see carpet everywhere, and that's why they're so good in the end because they've just been staring at carpet, and they can just they almost become at one with the room. They they almost become the carpet. Well, they just sort of lie down on the floor and just let people walk on them. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if if that's what gets them to fit the carpet properly, but I just mean like they just 
Um, I just mean they just become the carpet. They are the carpet. Yeah. No, be the ball. Yeah. Be the carpet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's nice. So they kind of move their bodies into the shape of the walls so they can fit the corners themselves. And then they're like, right, I can go away now and find the right piece. Yeah, maybe the best ones are carpet whisperers. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So they... They coax the carpet into into place. Yeah, like they just stand at the front door and then they just sort of whisper the carpet into the room. Well, think about it. Have you ever seen a carpet being fitted? You, they tell you to go, don't they? The reason is because there's so much magic behind the doors once the door's shut. You know, you know, magic carpets weren't called magic carpets for nothing. Do you mean the flying carpets? Yeah, like maybe all carpets are actually technically magic. Oh, okay. It was just like, you know, the one in Aladdin just took all the kudos, didn't it? Because it was like quite famous. It got quite famous. But maybe all carpets are actually magic. And uh, actually, all you need to do as a carpet fitter is just to be a carpet whisperer. As easy as that. And actually, I imagine they'd be quite open to it, like most carpets. You know, they like a good chat. They, yeah, they love a chat with uh, people. And maybe they, you have to speak a certain language. A kind of soft fabricy language yeah like <laughs> fabric yeah i mean i don't know what that language would be but so i think i mean that's a hard skill how do you how do you find someone who can speak carpet uh, maybe you ask a carpet <laughs> yeah maybe that maybe they're maybe the carpets interview yeah yeah okay you just you walk into a room and it's empty it's not <laughs> it's not empty at all it's not at all and actually you don't notice but like the carpet's watching you as you kind of look around the room, it's it's looking at you. What's this guy going to do next? You know, is he going to look up at the ceiling, like a like a ceiling loving fool? Is he going to touch the walls, like a wall loving maniac? Or do do his eyes go straight down to the carpet where they should be? Ah, carpet work. Yeah. yeah, the carpet. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Like, you, but you've if they can't understand them, then they're not going to get the job, are they? No. No, not at all. Maybe maybe there's a long line of carpet fitters that we don't know about, and it's a bit of an inner circle. So maybe they all come from the same place. Or the same family, yeah. The same family, and you just don't realise. You just think it's an average carpet fitter, but no, they all come from the same the same point. Yeah, ah. yeah. so that's going to be tricky to get into. We'd have to, <laughs> have to marry into the family somehow. <laughs> marry into the carpet family? Yeah. It's kind of like the mafia. Yes, I know. So hang on a sec. So you think now we're talking about a lot of mafia with uh, carpet fears? Um, yeah, because anyone who comes across the magic of carpet, as you alluded to earlier, you know, they're going to protect that with their lives. Oh, do we now then talk about maybe they've killed for carpets? <laughs> okay, yeah, like the blood stains on the underside. Actually, that's, that's, isn't that what happens? You kind of roll someone, that's what happens. Roll someone up in a bit always, of carpet in the booth. There you go. There you go. Wow. Okay, there's, again, this is like the geography teacher. There's more going on than you think. Yeah, there is, but I'm not doing this for anything. This is, this is kind of riskier than the jeweller. I mean, you could wind up, the carpet could turn on you, and you could wind up in a skip in a carpet. Hang on a minute. Aren't you Italian? Well, half. So I'd, I'd be half covered. Maybe it's just a, maybe mine's a rug. <laughs> not a full okay, carpet. So you're, in, you're in the rug family, but not the carpet family. I've never heard any of this. Okay, just, just what yeah. someone who had heard of it would say, but okay. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, okay. This seems like I almost feel like we shouldn't be talking about this one. You know, it feels like you say dangerous, more dangerous than jewelers. Um, more dangerous than jewelers is actually their subline. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I'm not interested in this at all, but. I will treat carpet fitters with a lot more respect next time, I think. Yeah, yeah, me too. That or I'll just, yeah. I'll avoid carpet in general. Like I'll do the thing where I just get two little squares and attach them to my feet and that'll do. I don't need to carpet the whole the whole room. You know, just give me some cut-offs. <laughs> just, just some cut-offs. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call, isn't that like a code for... <laughs> Getting, getting rid of people. Yeah, cutting off people. Oh, yeah. God. Um, yeah, I think, personally, I yeah, I, I don't think we can be. So I don't think it's not, I don't want to be. I just don't think we can be a carpet fitter. I think you have to be in the know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I think we should probably delete this episode um, so people don't think that we're, because I don't want the, maf- the carpet mafia to get a bit, you know, scared that we're trying to, out them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if this ever saw the light of day or the audio equivalent, I think we'd be in big trouble. The only thing I would say is that I think we might have stumbled across something with geography teachers. I think there might be something in there as a cover job for, yeah, as we said earlier, uh, good or evil. But I think that's yeah. the others are far too dangerous. Way too dangerous, yeah. Uh, okay, so... So I think we've yeah I think we've agreed, haven't we? It's gonna it's gonna be a geography teacher for me, but I've just got to choose which way to go. Yeah, absolutely the same. You know, I'm yeah. sure people will find out when they open the newspaper in a year or two. Um, <laughs> lovely. Thank you, David Finch. As uh, thank you, Mark Tees. As informative as ever. This has been two gobs, no job, and we hope, like us, this has been useful in finding a job that you might be good at in the future. Goodbye.